<laughs> what are you laughing about? Uh, just at you. What did I do? Yes. Yes? <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. breathing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on April 19th, we will be revisiting Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and discussing our present day thoughts on the second book of the Harry Potter series. Then on April 26th, we will be talking about our top 10 favorite book quotes. Finally, two quick announcements before we move on. Today is the start of our final anniversary giveaway on Instagram and it's a good one. We're giving away signed hardback copies of the Renegades trilogy by Marissa Meyer. You heard that right. Signed hardback copies of Renegades, Arch Enemies, and Supernova. If you'd like to enter for a chance to win, head on over to Instagram and follow the instructions on the post you'll find, or find the post on our Facebook for a direct link to Instagram. And then, happy anniversary to us! Our Patreon launches today, and we're incredibly excited to share all the cool perks we've been planning. Some of these perks include episode shoutouts, a monthly book-picking poll for a guaranteed episode, a spoiler-free mini-series and bonus content, and even having us send you a book we're planning to do an episode on. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with Myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are going to record our anniversary episode all about the podcast and how we started. And of course, we got some listener questions as well. So definitely not a spoiler episode. There will be no spoilers at all because we're not really talking about books. We're talking about ourselves, which is great. So we started talking about making a podcast back in, let's see, it was... December 2019, I think, because we were talking about wanting to make a YouTube channel because I was trying to cook more and do more cooking. And I was like, you know, it'd be fun to do like a cooking episode of the cooking adventures with Mo and failures. Um, And we were talking and I don't remember what else, but I know there was baking involved and I know there was cooking involved. I think I think it started with I had baked something and it looked really tasty and we got talking about how fun it would be to bake things back and forth to each other. And then we talked about well maybe we should cook things back and forth to each other because we don't bake that much. And that's when we started talking about doing a YouTube channel and then we were like, wait a minute, hold up. We don't cook that much either. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not enough to want to record ourselves doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went from that to, okay, so what do we like to do a lot? And of course, uh, the obvious answer was read books. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, well, my biggest hobby is reading books. <laughs> so definitely that one. And I think we settled on a podcast because neither of us really wanted to see our faces on the regular basis. Not at all. I don't need to look at my face all day. It's okay. Oh. I'm right there with you. I don't like looking at my own face all day either. Man, what else did we have? What was the name we originally came up with? Oh, All the Books Podcast. And I had the Twitter created, and I had Facebook created, and Instagram created. I had a logo done. I had the anchor name was done. I had everything done, the email and then, and I even had done Google searches to see how the um, SEO came up. And then <clears throat> I think it was you and you're like, crap, crap, crap. Or was it me going crap, crap? Someone went crap, crap, crap. No, it was me. I did a last minute Google of the name before we launched and went, Mo, Mo, somebody's already using the name. <laughs> Those jerks. It's a- not really. I kind of had a panic attack. I was like, we have to change everything right now, right now. (laughs) Which really sucked. And then we're like, great. So what are we going to call it? Oh my gosh. I wonder if I say the list of the names that we came up with. Oof, some of those were bad. (laughs) I know. 
So yeah, so that's kind of how we decided to start this podcast. It was all over the place. We finally settled on the Book Life podcast, and we kept our logo with the dragon in the books, and off we went to do reviews, which turned into doing lists, which then just turned into collaborations and all sorts of crazy stuff. (laughs) All right, so how do we decide on which books to review? I, I feel like it's kind of just whatever we feel like reading. <laughs> like, or stuff that we've read. Yeah, like a lot of our earlier episodes were definitely, hey, we've both read this series or hey, we've both read this book. Let's do an episode on it. And a lot of our newer book reviews are really just, hey, this book sounded interesting. I want you to read it or vice versa for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It works for me. I like I like pretty much everything we read because it's, well, there was one book that we read that was awful that shall not be named. But <laughs> anybody who's listened to all the episodes will know exactly which one we're talking about too. Because <laughs> we both hated it. Oh my God, it was literally one of the worst books ever I've ever read. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not really a specific process for deciding which books we want to read. It's mostly just whatever catches our fancy or whatever we want to talk about. That's the nice thing about running your own podcast. You don't answer to anyone but your co-host. And even then, (laughs) we're so chill that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, pretty much. So what about our creative process for each episode? How do we... What do we do? I mean, one of us sees a book and goes, hey, that looks like an interesting book. And then they read it. And then they go to the co-host and they go, hey, I need you to read this book because it was awesome and I want to do an episode on it. Or, um, And I mean, not, not only that, though, we also have our Trello where we do track what episodes and ideas that we want to do. We try to think of different creative formats beyond a book review. So like the these are mostly you, honestly, like the five finger challenge, kill, murder, kiss. No, kiss, marry, kill, kiss, murder, that one. <laughs> um, I, I, whatever, you know, stuff like that. And I just feel like we do, it's just like starting a story. We do such a great job brainstorming everything and then mm-hmm. we just throw it out and you're at least organized because you have a planner <laughs> and I go, what am I reading again? And you're like, oh, seriously, Mo, did you not write this down? I'm like, yes, I did write this down. I just forgot again, okay? I should just take pictures of my planner and send them to you. It's, I, I like, it's adorable that you think that's going to help as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I would say, yeah. But since you are the, so we're called the editor, the promoter i'm I'm just your sidekick pretty much um what are some other things that you do creativity wise oh man other than keeping that running list on trello i mean when i'm when i have free time really when i have free time i look on instagram and We follow a lot of bookstagram posts with our profile and I go through and just look at what other people are reading. Sometimes something will catch my eye and I'll look it up on Goodreads and be like, hmm, that sounds interesting. I want to read that. So marketers want to read eventually because it's very eventually. (laughs) And (laughs) I follow some booktubers as well. And sometimes they do different lists that either I want to do or give me an idea for another kind of list that I want to do. And that's when I'll toss them over to Mo and be like, Hey, what do you think about doing an episode on this? Or what do you think about this kind of list? (laughs) And she'll be like, yeah, I I can, I can do that. (laughs) Has there been a list I've ever said no to? I don't think so. I think think I'm pretty agreeable. You're very easygoing when I, pose strange ideas to you. <laughs> Even I trust things you. Like, I trust you not to like what? I'm glad you trust me. Even like the five finger challenge. I was like, hey, you want to do the five finger challenge? And I was like, sure. What's that? 
don't even know, need to know what it is. Sounds great. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> Yep, pretty much. <laughs> well, they've always been fun. So I have like pure faith and trust in you picking out fun things for us to do. I will do my best not to abuse that trust. <laughs> can't can't think of anything that you could do to ruin it unless you're like, hey, read this book and then it's secretly a romance novel and then I die. Secretly trick you into reading my top 10 favorite romance books. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how. I would I would learn after the first book, I think. I would hope I would learn. I'll make sure they all have really sneaky titles that don't immediately scream romance. And so like you'll read I'll the first the, one and be I'll like the covers. No, you'll read the first one and you'll be like, what the crap? Why did you just make me read a romance? And I'll be like, no, no, the rest are fine. Just keep going. I promise. You'll read the second one and be like, no, these are romances. What are you doing? And I'll probably get you through the third one. And then you'll be like, no, Abby, I'm done. (laughs) My trust in you has decreased. Okay. So most trust can be killed with three romance books in a row. Duly noted. Yep. (laughs) All it takes. (laughs) All right. So how did we decide on our format? I don't remember how we decided this format. Do you? I think it was mostly just, I wanted us to be as inclusive as possible for people who hadn't read the books we were reviewing. And so I tried to think of all the things spoiler free we could talk about in like the first half. And then obviously we want to talk about the book in depth. So the second half would have to be all spoilers. Otherwise, why are we talking about this book if we're not going to talk about it in depth? (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's my favorite part like I like the beginning to kind of give people like hey this is what the book's about you may like it you may not but my favorite part is definitely the second half just the deep diving into it talking about our favorite and I mean we're all about world building so we always have to talk about world building because those are such an important element to me in these stories mm-hmm. but I love talking about our favorite characters anything that we disliked or you know all the things yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here's a good one. Um, This is more, I think, for you, the planner. Um, How far out do we plan our reads, discussions, and reviews? How far out do we plan these things? I think that depends entirely on the episode. So there are other podcasts that we are going to do collaborations with or have done collaborations with. And those can be like four months or more in advance, just because some podcasters have really strict layouts for their podcasts. And so they can, like um, the Prince Kai fan pod, she does chapter by chapter for every episode. So she can very easily go, these are the chapters I'm covering this week and then this week and then this week. And so she can plan her schedule out, you know, nine months in advance kind of thing versus, so we're going to do a collaboration with her, but not for a while yet because she's just booked that far out because that's how she schedules versus there are other, also other like books we know that are coming out this year that we want to read and possibly do a collaboration on. And so we obviously can't review the book until it comes out because we won't have the book until then. And so those are planned out a little bit further in advance as well, just around when the actual book is coming out. Uh, Some episodes like the Harry Potter series we're doing, obviously I have all those episodes planned out because that's just how you do when you know you're going book by book through a series. But a lot of our other episodes are just Mo and I sitting down going, hey, so we kind of need to think about what we're going to be putting out in the next couple months. Maybe we should plan that. (laughs) And then just kind of me filling in my schedule going, okay, well, these are the days that we need to fill in and this is what's coming up. So which would you rather do this one or this one? (laughs) So yeah, it just, it, it very much depends on the book and what actually we're talking about because also like our list episodes are very easy to do and put out basically at any time there's no real like 
end date on those because they're not, it's not like the book just came out and we want to do a review on it and get it out there. It's more of a, hey, this can show up at any time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even the books, like a newer book came out that we both read, um, Wild Sign by Patricia Briggs, which we have not recorded the episode, but we did finish the book. But mm-hmm. we're really not the kind of people that are like, oh, the book just came out with the read within the week and quick, let's record an episode. It's more like, Abby read the book in like two days. Gosh, Mo, why are you taking forever to finish the book? <laughs> are you done yet? <laughs> Hurry up. Well, we can't record it right now because we got two other episodes ahead of you. Ugh. But yeah. Well, and the other thing with that is I, as the editor, like to have a couple of episodes edited and waiting to drop just because that stresses me out less because gosh, I can't imagine having a podcast where I had to read a book, record an episode, and then immediately edit that episode to have it drop on our next episode date. Like, oh my gosh, that would stress me out so much. (laughs) That would stress Mm -hmm. me out so much. (laughs) And honestly, if this turns into a stressful endeavor, then it's no longer fun. Right, exactly. The whole point of us starting this was to have fun and talk about books. So if it starts stressing us out, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah, (laughs) that means adios to something. Right. So yeah, I, I generally like to have a couple episodes edited and waiting in the wings, because that also means that like, if I plan on going on a camping trip with my family... I don't have to worry about getting back on a certain day at a certain time to make sure the episode gets up or I have to finish editing it or something. If I have those up and ready to go and just like automatically publishing, then that's less stress on me. I can just be like, yeah, I'm camping this weekend. There's going to be a new episode. It's fine. I like it. It should be fun and stress-free. Yes. Except there is one thing that does cause you stress. What causes you stress, Abby? Oh, audio issues. So this goes back to the very beginning of our podcast. (laughs) God bless Anchor. It is a free podcast host. It's definitely free for a reason. What was it like the first four or five episodes that we recorded? We recorded before we even started the podcast because we wanted to have some episodes already edited and ready and the audio got so mashed up. We had to do so many re-records. It was an absolute nightmare. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I just remember constantly texting Mo going, we have to re-record this. We have to re-record this. Oh, this sounds terrible. Nope. I can't understand either of us. (laughs) It was just, it was very bad. We figured out that with anchor, We could record for about 30 minutes before we had to end the recording and then start a new recording for the second half of the podcast because otherwise our audio feeds started overlapping and Anchor doesn't give us, Anchor only has one audio feed. It doesn't have separate audio feeds. So that was a headache. Yeah, that was, that was rough. All right, so to wrap up this half, let's talk about some of our favorite episodes. Sure. So I would definitely, I, I found this one a little harder to think about because I was like, wow, why are my favorite episodes? Because I really love talking about books and I love gushing to you and telling you about how much I loved a book or how much I hated a book and what I loved about the book because it's just magical to talk to someone else that is also as passionate about reading as I am. Mm-hmm. But I also love a really good list and the world building episode was my favorite episode because I love talking about all the different places I visited in books. Mm -hmm. It was a good episode for me. The first one that came to mind was the flight girls episode. I had so much fun talking to Sarah. I love Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I love you. (laughs) But I had so much fun talking to her about this book and actually learning more about the wasps and just, it was so good. And Noel Salazar has been so nice 
about talking to us about her book. And mm-hmm. that was just, that was so much fun for me. Like that was the first episode we did that I just like, I came away from glowing, you know, cause I was so excited about it. I also really liked our book formats episode that we just did. That one was, that was just really fun to talk about types of books. <laughs> like It was just so, enjoyable, right? It was. It was just fun. Same for the Kiss, Mary Kill episodes that we did. It was like Friend, Roommate, Kill for the female one. Those were just like fun little episodes where we didn't have to worry about actually reading a book. It was just bookish things. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like just talking about things in that I've already read in another context. And that's kind of what those were. And I think yeah, so how can you not love that? It's I know. So much fun. <laughs> I also really liked Spinning Silver. I adored that book so much. So I really liked doing the episode for it. <laughs> that's been one of my favorite reads this year. Like in my top five favorite reads this year, for sure. So that was it a was very good episode. Excellent. So yeah, so that's the first half of our anniversary episode. And guess what, guys? The second half is spoiler-free as well. But when we come back, we received 12 questions from 12 different listeners. And we're going to talk about them. So we'll see you guys in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Bye. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find The Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. Welcome back, guys. There are no spoilers. We're going to do listener questions. All right, so the first listener question we have what is an author that you would like to have coffee or beer with if time, space, reality were not an obstacle? So I find that was hard. Like the first thing I thought about was, you know, my favorite author. I would really love to meet Mercedes Lackey. I would love to talk to her about her writing process, where her inspiration came from, what her favorite stories and characters have been um, that she's written just because I loved her thought. If I'm 32 and I've loved her since I was 10 or 12, it's like a 20 year like love story right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would definitely kill to like sit down and have coffee with her. Second, Patricia Briggs would just, ooh, I would just love to talk to her. Um, I love the Rosie Thompson series and Ephraim Omega, and I know she does such good research. And I want to talk to her about her research process. Like, we're because she has all that Native American lore in there. She knows a lot of Gaelic lore, a lot of Celtic. She, I mean, she's thrown stuff out of Polynesian culture. Yeah, she does so much. And I'm just like, I would love to know her process and why she writes the stories that she writes, you know? Mm hmm. Oh, Patricia Briggs is a good one. I totally second mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, I'll let you come. You can be a fly on the wall, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, this question. My younger self would have said C.S. Lewis because I very much admired his writings and enjoyed his books. My current self would say either Brian Jakes or Terry Pratchett. And I think a lot of that has to do with how happy their books make me. Like I used to, you know, in high school and everything, you've got all the emotions and you want to feel things and think about things and feel intelligent. And C.S. Lewis kind of made me feel like that with his writing. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel that way when you read his stuff, because a lot of it is very deep and it's very intellectual and it's very good. Um, mm-hmm. But my current self just wants happiness and warm fuzzies and laughter. And that's what Brian Jakes and Terry Pratchett give me. And yeah. Brian Jakes, there's a lot of nostalgia tied up in there. Like, I would have just have loved to meet him when he was alive. And same for Terry Pratchett, because like, ugh, 
can you imagine meeting them? That would just be, I'd probably be too starstruck to actually ask them anything. I'd just be like, hi, did you want coffee or beer? (laughs) How can I help you? Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I would do for that one. I can definitely understand. Like I was like, I'm going to see a little bit like his children's books. I don't feel like we're as, I mean, they're not as bright and happy as Brian Jakes or Terry Pratchett for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really enjoyed the Chronicles of Narnia, obviously, but I also read like the Screw Tape Letters and the Great Divorce, and some of his books like that. And they're very; those are very intellectual. The Screw Tape Letters, especially, is very dark. The Great Divorce mm-hmm. is very what's the word I want to use? Like it's kind of dreamlike and just very almost nonsensical. But there's a point to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a very strange book. So yeah. Um, did you ever read the um the space trilogy, like Out of the Silent Planet, Her Perlida, and That Hideous Strength? I own them and I have not read them yet. I have read them. I highly enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Those are my probably my favorite C.S. Lewis books. Yeah. They're, 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 they're short. I definitely want to read them at some point. Well, if you do, I'll reread them and we could talk about them. Ooh, I like that plan. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, how do you push yourself out of genres you tend to stay in? Or do you? Or don't you? Hmm. I think a lot of this depends on the mood I'm in. Since I'm a mood reader, like a lot of the time I'm in the mood for fantasy and world building and epic characters and just like being able to deep dive into someplace that isn't here. Mm -hmm. But occasionally I get in the mood for... I just want something fluffy and happy and romantic where they kiss at the end and everything is good. And in that case, I go searching for an actual romance book. <laughs> uh. it's, it's a rare mood when that hits me. Uh-huh. And sometimes I just, I want something that's like, when I get in a history mood, I want historical fiction. And so I go searching for one of those And I don't know, I've been pushing myself a little bit more out of my comfort zone this year. I actually read a memoir this year, which is not something I would normally read. And it was actually called How Dare the Sunrise. And I'm not going to butcher the author's name. She, it's all based in um, the Republic of Congo is where she was born and grew Mm -hmm. up. And then she immigrated to the U.S. And so it tells her story. And I genuinely, like, cried a couple of times reading it. Um, it was hard, but it was very well written. And it's just, I, I so rarely read memoirs because I don't, I read for escapism most of the time. But that was definitely worth setting aside my escapism for. And that was one, oddly enough, the only reason I found that book is because I was looking for audiobooks on my library's app. And the on the page that they had like new releases or new audiobooks or something like that. And I happened to see the title caught my eye. It was How Dare the Sunrise. I'm like, wait a minute, what's that about? Because that's kind of a uh, statement right there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, it's very random how I find things outside my normal genres. Just <laughs> whatever floats into my path kind of <laughs> and catches my eye. What about you? Well, I joined a book club. Um, we read a lot of different genres. And that's one way of how I discovered A Man Called O, which was a big deal for me because that opened up a lot of other books like The Little Old Lady Who Stole All the Things, right? Is that right? The little old lady who broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stealing the things, breaking the rules. So that was like one of them we read. We just read all sorts of stuff because we just, everyone has such different likes. And then one of my book buddies, Ronnie, oh my God. So like this woman read 200 books last year, Abby. She reads like a book a day. Okay. I love Ronnie. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I think you would really like to read this book. And I'm like, well, did you already read it? And she's like, maybe, but you should read it. (laughs) She reads so many different things. 
And then there's Angie, who is more into, like, romance novels and, like, fantasy and, like, supernatural. I keep trying to get her to read um, Patricia Briggs. I'm like, so have you read Mooncalls yet? Because I swear to God, it has romance and supernatural and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying to get the cracker. And then Elizabeth brings in the classic voice. So she gets us to read, like, classics and literature type books. Wow, that's a really diverse group. It is. And then there's me. I don't, I just pick up random crap and read it apparently. Um, <laughs> but not just that. I also like, I just have friends who just recommend me books. Like my friend from work, Ari is like, Hey, I read thrillers. Um, you should read this book. I don't know what the book is called. Sorry. I forgot already. I, I even, we talked about it today. I forgot already, but I have it sitting at the library waiting for it to show up from the library gods so I can read it. <laughs> But yeah, there are a lot of ways I push myself out of genres. I just let my friends push me around, basically. Mo, read this book. Mo, read this book. And I'm like, okay, Mo, we'll read all the books. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Which, I mean, happens. a lot of it is you. Yes. So, how do you decide what book to read next? Ah, I feel like I kind of talked about this before, too. Right now, lately, especially, it's whatever Abby tells me to read since we are still <laughs> on a schedule. Um, for example, I, well, you didn't tell me to read this one, but I am reading the new Evan Winter book. Uh, I just started listening to it. I hope I am getting going to be as into it as I was um, when I read it. I do worry a little bit that I'm not going to be as into it. And then... I'm also reading Neverwhere, which we're going to do a collaboration on with another podcast. And then I have Harry Potter, too, running in the background at work, which are three books that I did not pick out myself to read. <laughs> but I but I am currently listening to. Like I said, I'm definitely a mood reader, so I pick up whatever I'm in the mood for. But also whatever I've agreed to read for other podcasts. So currently, I am rereading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I am rereading Aurora Burning for YA Book Chat because I'm going to be doing, I think it's going to be a Patreon episode for her patrons, uh, talking about that one. It's the second book in a series because I was on talking about the first one. I am also reading Priory of the Orange Tree because I want to. I'm reading Neverwhere for (laughs) the other podcast that we're doing a collaboration with and i'm reading uh curse painter <laughs> just because <laughs> how many books are you reading by chance there's a lot of books going on there five books <laughs> and i have clean sweep and the thousand doors of january from my library oh that so good. i'll be reading those shortly as well <laughs> But see now um, I need to go check my Goodreads to see what I have currently labeled as things I'm reading because I'm not even sure. For some, maybe I didn't name everything, and now I'm like, let's see. So it was Catch Me by Lisa Gardner, which is what I'm waiting for at the library. Oh, I'm supposed to read Shiver by April 20th for my book club, which is we'll see. It's a thriller. Oh, I'm supposed to finish Warp because you did already. So yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We'll get there. I know. So do you set goals? How do you set your goals? Do you set them for yearly, monthly, weekly, daily? What year? How do you set your goals for reading? Well, um, I have an overarching yearly goal. I started at 60 this year and I bumped it up to 70 because I was doing so well. (laughs) But then I also usually try to look at what I need to read like within the next month for different episodes we want to do collaborations or otherwise. And then I'll like make myself a little list of, okay, well, these are the books that I want to try and get read this month. It doesn't often happen, (laughs) but I definitely try. I usually get at least one of the books read that I'm trying to get read. (laughs) Nuts. So what about you? I like to I like to strive for fifty books a year. Uh, that was attainable last year. I almost didn't make it last year, so I think fifty is a great number to shoot for. 
Mm-hmm. I like to do like one audio book a month um, because I like to listen to them whenever I go pick up the kids, which is only three times a week. Sometimes I'll listen to them while I'm doing like chores or stuff like that. But in general, I mostly am just reading on my phone. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do it. Oh, look, how do you make time to read or create reading habits? Wow, this has led right into the next question. Excellent. So um, like I said, I listen to books when I do chores, hard work. Hmm. What do I mean by hard work? I guess yard work, yard work. That's, that's hard work too. Um, and while I'm driving, I love my AirPod Pros. They're like, Nate got them for me for Valentine's Day and they're an excellent investment. And I just read whenever I'm bored. So I'm not super huge in the TV. I like to have the TV on in the background, but I don't listen to it. I, it's just there for comfort, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do watch, but I do watch shows with Nate. So like when we get into like stuff, sometimes that hinders my reading a little bit. What about for you? So I usually listen to audiobooks when I do chores as well. Or even if I'm just doing stuff around the house, I listen to audiobooks when I go for walks with my boys. I stick them in the stroller and put my little earbud in and we go for a walk and it helps me to walk further than I would otherwise because I like walking as a form of exercise, but I get bored really fast. Yeah. (laughs) So I've got to have something else going in my ear that I can semi-focus on. And I use reading as an escapism. That's the main reason I read most of the time. So normally I do a lot of my reading either in the evening after the boys have gone to bed or during what is supposed to be nap time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I, we have a small house, so I lay my one and a half year old down in his bed in their room And I lay the three-year-old down on the couch and I usually let him watch like Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers or something like that to like soothe him so he might fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And then I usually read a little bit during that time just to like help myself reset and focus and decompress. And it helps me be a better person (laughs) when I get to read more. Books make people better people. Mm -hmm. So this leads perfectly into the next question. People often use reading as a form of escapism. Do you guys and, or do you agree or disagree? Well, you obviously agreed and I do too. Like I love escaping into fantasy and sci-fi and exploring new worlds. I just like things that are just not things that you find here. I like reading, I like reading books really about America um, in general. I like to read stuff set in foreign places, stuff set in fantasy worlds, stuff set in sci-fi. Not really into anything set here because I already live here. I already experience it. And I just don't want to experience it in my books either. Yeah, I feel right there. Escapism is huge for me. Mm-hmm. I just, it really always has been like from the time I can remember really starting to read, it's always been escapism. I've always wanted to know about all the other worlds and all the other people and all these things that other authors have put on the page that you get to explore with them. And it's just, it's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So, What book would you recommend for a friend who wants to get back into reading? Or what decision path would you lead them down to make a recommendation? So my decision path basically goes like this. What genre do you like? And let's talk about that genre so I can help give you suggestions. Lately, I've been recommending A Man Called O by um, Frederick Backman to a lot of people because I feel like it's not a book that's very widely read, but it's sweeping, emotional, and it's so different. It's this beautiful journey, and it's heartbreaking. Like, I'm sorry that I gave you a book that made you cry, but hey, um, I'm not really that sorry. And I just really love it, and it really shapes a lot of how I view the older generation and the responsibility of our generation to take care of our parents, take care of our elders. And that's very much, I mean, for one, it's set in a foreign country. Oh, check mark. Two is... Set in two different time periods. Oh, check mark. So perfect. 
I love it. <laughs> but I also like if someone wants magical realism, I would now suggest the Midnight Library bet by uh, Matt Hig. Hig, that was Hig, so yeah. good. Yeah, because it just is like real life, but a set in London. Thank I thank goodness for things not set in the United States, and also. It's different. I just love the story. I love how it was built. I love, or maybe it was set in the United States. Maybe it was set in California. I don't know. She traveled all over the world. Who cares where it was set at this point? It took me all over the place. If I'm going to suggest a good urban fantasy, I'm going to suggest Moon Called by Patricia Briggs, right? Is that the first book? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, good. I need you to confirm because I couldn't remember. Um, yep. Or if I want to recommend like a really good fantasy, I'm going to tell them The Fire Rose by Mercedes Lackey. So those are kind of my four go-tos. They're four different genres, literary fiction, magical realism, fantasy, and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And if they say romance or thriller, I'm like, well, you're SOL because I don't know those <laughs> genres at all. So for me, if somebody said they wanted to get back into reading, I think the first thing I would do is say to them, okay, well, think about your top five favorite TV shows or movies and think about what is it specifically that you like about those. Is it the stories? Is it the characters? Are there certain elements of the story like battles or a romance or things like that? Are there tropes in it that really catch your attention and just make you want to rewatch it over and over again. And once they figure that out, I'll say, okay, now we can look for books that include these things because (laughs) (laughs) guess what? They base movies off of books for a reason. Uh, That's true. It's a like, that's where I would really start for somebody who hasn't like read since high school kind of thing. And for people who read on a fairly regular basis or just like haven't read in the last year or so kind of thing, my go-to recommendations are always the Heartstriker series by Rachel Aaron. And I always tell them it's futuristic urban fantasy with dragons. (laughs) I also recommend the Finishing School series because it's Victorian steampunk girl spies. (laughs) And I always enjoy that. And I think my other big recommendation is always the Mercy Thompson series by Patricia Briggs, just like you. Because I, Mm -hmm. oh man, I love that series so much. It's such a good series. And it's definitely, they're fast and easy reads. And I love sharing that series with people. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I need everybody to read that so I can just like walk down the street and go, hey, who's your favorite character in, Mer- in the Mercyverse? <laughs> yes. What do, you, what do you think is the best thing you get out of reading? Is it self-care, an expanded knowledge, an escape? It's definitely the escapism. Bonus points for it making me laugh and or giving me warm fuzzies. I love when my escapism can do that. Yeah, I just... I adore that escape. I really do. I think for me, it's just happiness. It just brings me this great joy. It's fulfilling, relaxing, magical, it's beautiful, enchanting. And I just love to read. It's like, it's my favorite thing to do. I, I would spend all day, every day reading a book if I could. Mm-hmm. How do you raise readers? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is to make sure they can see me reading. That's one of the reasons that I didn't talk about in that format episode. I like having physical books around because my kids can see those. They can see that I'm reading them. And there are some mornings, occasional, very, very rarely occasionally, where I can actually sit with my cup of coffee for about five minutes and read my book. And I did that for a while. And my now 18-month-old took the hint. And this is a kid that has turned into such a reader that if you do not read him at least one book, he will scream, like just cry and cry and cry until you read him a book. That's my kind of kid. 
Oh, he's intense. He's intense with his love of reading. If there's a bookshelf nearby, he will go straight to it and sit down and start pulling books off of it (laughs) and just start paging and paging through. And my older son kind of got out of the habit of reading quite as much, but because of his younger brother insisting on reading so much now, quite often, if he sees me pull Titus up onto my lap with a book, he'll come running over and look over my shoulder to read the book with us, which is really nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of giving them access to books and setting the example you want them to see. They see me reading books. They see that I always have at least one book on the kitchen table that I'm obviously reading. And so they know that, you know, we have all these books. Maybe we should do like mama does. And she's my 18 month old has really taken the hint on that. (laughs) Good. And that's kind of your philosophy is our philosophy too. We have books everywhere. We have books in the car, in our living room, and the the twins sleep with books in their beds. There's a pile of books next to my bed. I mean, <laughs> um, we have, I mean, we have bookshelves in the basement. There, there's books upon books upon books. We have them everywhere. With the twins, we read a lot during the day, just whatever they feel like reading, um, whatever piques their interest, and. I have read the same book over and over again, and that's perfectly fine because if they love it, I love it. Yeah. yeah I go crazy sometimes, but I mean, right now we're reading um, the Nibble series. Do you know that one, um, Nibbles the Book Monster? I think I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Delightful. We have all of them now. Nibbles <laughs> Colors, Nibbles Numbers, Nibbles the Book Monster, Nibbles in the Book Hunt. Nibbles and the dinosaurs. Abby, we have all the nibbles. Okay. So yeah, I think that's the big thing about raising readers. Just make sure that they have books available to them, whether you're taking them to the library or you have them in your house. Cause mm-hmm. we've started, uh, now that the weather's nicer, we've started walking to our library cause it's like five blocks from us. And Matthias gets so excited on walks now. Anytime I tell him we're going for a walk, he's like, I'm gonna go to the library. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, okay. I'm like, sure, you can exchange the two books you got last time. That's fine. Because I'd limit him to two. Otherwise, he'd take like a whole stack. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> I know. But I, mean, I would too. I understand. Mm-hmm. And Titus gets a little overwhelmed by all the books and he just wants to pull them all off the shelves and read all of them. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we can't do you're that. Like, one. Pick one. I know. I'm like, please pick one. I will read it to you, but don't pull them all off the shelves. So do you feel like a book you loved in the past changed when you reread it again later in life? So back in high school, I read a few books of the Bloody Jack series by L.A. Meyer. And this is a series that follows a girl who pretends to be a ship's boy in order to get off the streets. And she takes on the name Jack, which is where Bloody Jack comes from. Mm -hmm. I read the first couple and I remembered really liking them. And I picked up the first one again last year because I didn't remember a ton about the series. I just remembered that I'd enjoyed it. And rereading that first one was just like, holy cow, how did I not remember all this? This is an excellent book. Like, I I need to read the entire series is what I want to do. And I will, over the next few years, read the entire series. Because it's like a 12-book series or something. In but, all of your free time. Right, all of my very extensive free time. <laughs> but it's just, it surprised me how well it held up and how much more I enjoyed it, even the second time around. There was so much about it I hadn't remembered, and I don't know why I didn't remember it. It sounds good. I I like ones that girls define the eyes and girl power kind of a thing, you know? You'd enjoy it. It sounds like a period piece. It is a period piece. I think you would enjoy it. It's I'm not sure if it's middle grade or like YA, but 
she's very headstrong, definitely goal oriented and throwing herself into things constantly. (laughs) They say it's young adult. Young adult. That doesn't surprise me. I like that. On the high seas and adventure. Mm -hmm. It's very well Um, done. I think you would enjoy it. I think so. What about you? What's a book that you loved in the past and changed when you reread it? Well, I could definitely say that Redwall was even better than it was when I first read it. Because now I can really enjoy it, enjoy the descriptions, enjoy the characterization, appreciate the plot even more. I was like, this is a good book. Like, it was good when I read it in grade school. Mm-hmm. And as an, it holds up well as an adult. Um, but on the flip side, I love Mercedes Lackey. I love the Heralds of Baltimore series. And she took a break and she started up the series again. I read one of them and then, you know, another book didn't come out for like two years, whatever. Then I just forgot to pick them all up. And then I did. And I reread the first one and then I read the next one. And I was like, oh, first one, I was like, God, this wasn't as good as I thought it was. Second one, mm. didn't love it. Third one, disappointments I haven't read the the rest and usually she writes them in trilogies but she's writing this as a I guess more of a continuation series or something I don't know like like I reread Mage Winds and the Mage Storms they're just so much much better Mm -hmm. well what a book you couldn't get into years ago, but then you gave it another shot and then you loved it. So both of these have to do with audiobooks versus a physical book. I tried to listen to the audiobook of Prudence by Gail Carriger, and I had just finished listening to the audiobooks for the Parasol Protectorate, and they had a different narrator for Prudence. And the narrator pronounced things differently. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even make it through the first chapter of that before I returned it because I couldn't stand it. It was just, it drove me up a wall. And so I put that aside for a while. I was just like, nope, I can't, I can't do it. Mm -mm." And then was it last year that I read Prudence or the year before? I don't know. In the past. I don't know, but in the past couple of years, I went, you know something, I want to pick up the actual physical book of Prudence and read it because I love Gail Carriger stuff and this can't be a bad book. She doesn't write bad books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the audio, it was just the narrator that was bothering me. So I picked up the actual physical book and read it and I quite enjoyed it. And you're like, it wasn't finishing school series, but it was okay. It was good enough. I don't know. I don't think she can write anything better than the finishing school series. That's just like peak for me. <laughs> that, that, that is it. That's the number one. Yeah. So I I don't hold any of the, her other books to the standard that I have for the finishing school series, just because I love it that much and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. fair to her other books. That's true. And then oh. Cast in Shadow was the other one that I had this problem with. I started listening to the audiobook and I just... I couldn't do it. I did not like the audiobook. It rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know what it was about it, but I just, I couldn't read it. And then um, probably six months later, I found <laughs> Mo's, <laughs> Mo's copy of it that mm. I had borrowed back in high school <laughs> and never read. So I read the actual physical book and that definitely got me through it. And that was a pretty good book. What about you? In general, I would say the same thing with you, except mine wasn't opposite. So mine was The Aeronauts Windless by Jim Butcher, which is part of the Cinder Spire series. Loved it. Um, phenomenal book, but I tried like reading like the actual like book book copy of it. Not like it. Mm. And I, I thought it was so weird, but then I listened to the audio book because Nate had it checked out from the library, which by the way, that was like 10,000 cds that it it wasn't even an mp3 it was like ten thousand cds so long yes but voice acting was phenomenal like it just like sometimes like audiobooks i mean it was great i loved it 
But sometimes like just the audiobook is really awesome and it just makes you so happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I love when you get a good audiobook with a good narrator. I know. Mm-hmm. So that's what really did it for me. And I, I just was like, Why do I not love this book? And then now I do. So <laughs> all right. Our final listener question. What draws you to a book or series when you want to read it? For me. It used to be the cover because I would just spend hours upon hours at the library, at Borders, at Walden Books, at any bookstore, just picking up books. Like first you see the spine, right? So you got to see the typeface on the spine. So hopefully the typeface and the title will catch your eyes. And then you pull it out and then you assess the cover. And is the cover cool? Is it pretty? Is it like hand-drawn artwork? Is it a photograph? Like, you know, a full assessment. And then you flip it over. You got to read the back. How does the back go? Mm, was it good? Do I like it? I don't know. And then sometimes I got real frisky. I would just crack it open right in the middle and read a paragraph and see if I like the writing as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how I used to pick out books. Now I don't go into stores because I turn into a hermit. And most of my book recommendations or things that I, that draws me to reading is Instagram people that take photos like of really pretty books, like draws me in stuff on Goodreads. So it's nice seeing all my friends feed on there. So I can kind of watch what they're reading. Like Ronnie, dear God, Ronnie reads a lot of books <laughs> and um, kind of going off of that. And then in general, Goodreads kind of knows what I like. and does a good job suggesting books that I would like to read. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just buy crap on sale, you know? Oh, I'm on Amazon looking at Kindle books. Oops, it's a dollar. Is it going to kill me if I buy it for a dollar? Not at all. <laughs> so that was not random enough to what draws me to a book or series when you want to read it. I hope it, it made sense. <laughs> it made sense to me. Good. Is your, is your process as crazy as mine? <laughs> well, I agree. When I was younger, it was all about the browsing through the bookstore and the library. And I remember my dad taking me to the library quite a few times when I was younger and me just wandering through the aisle after aisle after aisle and just like finding some random book on a random topic that like, how the heck else would I have ever found this book? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had some pretty good reads that way. And Currently, I really do lots of following on Goodreads and Instagram like you do. And I do a little bit more following on Instagram, I think, than you do. And I just see all the pretty books. (laughs) I see so many pretty books. And it's those pretty covers that like catch my eye and make me go, I'm curious enough about you to want to know what you're about. So I'll look it up on Goodreads and see if the blurb catches my attention is actually something that I'd be interested in reading. And a lot of the times if I (laughs) go down a rabbit hole with that, I usually end up sending Mo like five or six different books. Like you'd probably be, you'd probably like this one. Hey, you should look at this one. I think you might like this one too. (laughs) It's like, I'm like, what are you up to? Finding books. And then suddenly there's like 10 new books in my to be read list. <laughs> you have to admit, I find good ones. You do. You do. I do appreciate your recommendations. And plus, if you suggest them or I suggest them, then we get to talk about them on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone. So that is our anniversary podcast about how we created our podcast, why we created a podcast, and then our excellent 12 listener questions. Thank you so much everyone who contributed to our questions. We are so grateful for your interest and so happy that we can just talk about all these awesome things. Very much so. Thank you guys all for listening and sticking with us. We really appreciate you. Yes, I agree with everything Abby just said. Good job, Abby. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week for season two of the Book Life Podcast. We'll talk to you then. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps.
For a list of the books we talked about today, visit our community page on Facebook at The Book Life Podcast and search under Files. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by Katie Benoit from her album Dominique. You can find Katie on Instagram at K, the number 8, T, B E N O I T, and on Spotify under her name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.